Welcome to the Soulful Liberation Podcast, where we empower foster youth by day and break generational curses by night. Happy New Year! Happy New Year! Oh my gosh, like 2020 was something else, but thankfully now we are in 2021. And I'm just so excited for the possibilities to come. But I'd like to acknowledge um, the last Kwanzaa principle, which was yesterday, January 1st, and that is Imani. Now, for those that aren't familiar with Kwanzaa, it's an incredible cultural holiday, which means it's not religious, it's not tied to any religion. It's uh, for the culture, you know what I mean? Like it's to support and uplift the work of specifically the African-American community um, and inspire others that are not in the African commu- African-American community to, you know, really shed a light on what is in a more predominant communities and I guess, popular spaces forgotten. So it's really shedding a light on that and remembering seven core principles um, of Kwanzaa. And so this one is the last and final seventh principle, which is Imani, meaning faith. And it means it is essentially, you know, a profound and enduring belief in and commitment to all that is of value to us as a family, community, people, and culture. Faith is put forth as the last principle as unity is put forth as the first principle for a definite reason. It is to indicate that without unity, we cannot begin our most important work, but without faith, we cannot sustain it. Unity brings us together and harnesses our strength, but faith in each other and the good, the right, and the beautiful inspires and sustains the coming together, and the commitment to take the work to its end. So it's very important um, that something important to me anyway is that um, I honor this principle, Imani, to believe with all our heart in our people, our parents, our teachers, our leaders, and the righteousness and victory of our struggle. So Without further ado, I just want to share a little bit of kind of how I started 2020. Um, Just going to be very brief. I'm not going to go too depth because it's it's a lot, Um, but really how it ended. So how 2020 ended, and uh, whoo! So in the beginning of 2020, I um, for those of you that know, I have had my some of my experience in life in involved with the child welfare system. Um, I experienced foster care from 16 to 20, um, after which I share in my book, The Black Foster Youth Handbook, I share a little bit about my age out story and how that happened. Um, So there's a lot that um, I try to work with or I've tried to work with regarding my biological parents as well as my um, stepdad which I see him as my dad and so 
back in 2019, especially for my wedding, I had my mom at my wedding, which was a lot of different emotions. And I thought we were very clearly making some strides forward in in life. And I I came to find out that a lot of it was not as far along as I thought. And um, the person that she portrayed herself to be was um, (laughs) uh, a lot less healed than what I, I guess, anticipated and what was shown to me for a small period of time. You know, the thing about facades is that it's only a matter of time before it wears off, you know, and I'm sure some of you can relate pertaining to just some of the situations that can happen in people that can pretend to be a certain way. And then, you know, over a while, you're like, wait, they're switching up. No, they're not switching up. They're just showing you who they really are. And, um, It reminds me of that quote that's like, if people show you who you are the first time, believe them. And I think for me, I've always been the person that when people show me who they are, I always want to explain it away or give them another chance or, you know, say, well, this person is not healed and I'm going to give them more grace and all these other different aspects. And I end up just getting to a place where I'm just so hurt and so tired and so drained because I just keep on giving and giving and chances and not only forgiving, but also I forgive and it's been, you know, the 10th, 12th, 15th time about the same situation. And I'm always so hopeful that, you know, this time it's going to be better. And So in the beginning of this year of 2020, not this year, it's 2021, beginning of last year, 2020, I did that essentially. And it was so crazy. I um, didn't realize that my mother's mental health was as extreme as it is. And I don't think she realizes it either. And so it ended up almost like putting myself and my husband into a a financial and legal situation because of the entire situation. Like I said, I can't get too much into that, but um, it was a severe, very severe situation. And so coming away from that, you know, um, we ended up just a little background. We ended up moving to San Diego um, after we got married and we came to San Diego. My mom was already living in San Diego and we thought we'd be able to connect with her and stay with her for a little while and then move into a house. And it just did not work out like that at all. Um, There was just so much drama and chaos in our environment and all the time. And, um, I'm a person that enjoys to consume content that is uplifting and inspirational, motivational on a daily basis because, you know, I've come from a background where I understand that if I don't feed myself, 
physically, mentally, and spiritually positive and loving and affirming um, content and material and foods and etc. holistically that I can fall through the cracks um, because of my past. And I have, you know, I've had in the past these inner loops of very negative self-talk and uh, thus that allows and attracts negative and, you know, just a lot of things that and, and people that are not good for me or the people around me. So I'm very, very strict about what I consume in my mind, what I consume in my body, what I consume in my spirit, what I allow in my spirit. And so um, anyways, in, in that situation where my husband and I were staying with my mom very briefly, um, literally a couple of months, in that third month, we were abruptly... Um, we abruptly had to leave and luckily I had the intuition and um, just that divine guidance to go ahead and book a Airbnb or we would have been sleeping on the streets Um, so I went ahead and booked an Airbnb and we stayed there for a week and within that week we found a place to stay And so after we were removed from that toxic situation, I and my husband and I really had a hard time with just detoxing from the toxicity and the pain and the confusion. And oh my gosh, so much confusion where we thought one thing was something and it was really not that. And it was just this whole other paradigm shift that I don't believe that honestly at that time I was ready for and my husband wasn't either and it was it was just a lot and we you know took our time and it it became a very low time for me January 2020 and I was just trying to process everything and I was a you know newly married wife and in the military community now, I was a military spouse. I am a military spouse, a Marine. Shout out! And you know, it was it was really really difficult because I now had to navigate this new world in San Diego by myself. Um, I mean, my husband was there, but you know, essentially in my world of my blood blood family, I wasn't really connected to anyone anyway. I thought I'd be able to have a relationship with my mom. But it didn't work out like that. And so, you know, I ended up going to, whew, I ended up just trying to reconnect with myself again. And everything just became completely upside down. And I was hurting really, really bad um, from those situations. I ended up like spiraling and remembering all these very horrific moments in my childhood. And it got to a very, very dark place that I wanted to no longer live anymore. And again, I'm talking about January 2020 um, because of the severity severity of the situation um, and feeling isolated. And, you know, just there was a lot happening at once. And I'm just so eternally grateful for my husband because he you know, in different ways, really started to help me remember who I was. I completely forgot, you know, all my different accomplishments of, um, you know, traveling the world and advocating for revolutionary 
systems in foster care in um, economic disparities and um, for people that experience poverty and institutional racism and you know white supremacy and just all these amazing things that I've done and helping uh, legislation get passed into law and going to Paris and going to London and going to Japan and I completely forgot all of it and what I learned too later on was that you know when you have when you experience trauma anyway you have the capability of possibly um, experiencing like short-term memory loss and others long-term memory loss and so you know, I even forgot what I had done six months prior to that, those horrific moments when I was staying with my biological mom. <sighs> so um, it was a very, very dark time. And I just e- couldn't even listen to inspirational, motivational stuff anymore because I thought of my mother. I love cooking and I couldn't cook anymore because I thought of different things that she would do when we were staying with her. And again, I was only staying there for like two months, but it was so much damage and so much hurt. And I will say that this is difficult for me to talk about because I don't like to talk down about my family or anything like that. But I think I need to share it because I have had a lot of great things that happened in 2020. But, you know, at the same time, I've also had a lot of challenges along the way. I just pushed through and I had different pockets of light. And so I want to share that. Um, it wasn't easy. You know, I had days where I was just in my bed crying and crying and crying. And I was like irritated with myself because I thought, you know, the last time that this, that I was like this was I was like 19 and you know, I'm, I thought I was over it and all these things that I thought was already healed started coming up and even more intense and painful and confusing is the best word I can explain. Very confusing. So I ended up getting out of bed, you know, and I started trying to create a routine for myself. And um, again, because I was always after different plateaus that I had in my life, I knew a routine was better. And that's something I talk about in my book as well as a rising routine, a routine when you first wake up or a ritual, as well as when you're going to go to bed. So your body and your mind and your spirit can know, you know, and anticipate what's going to happen next, which is very forthcoming, especially for us that have experienced trauma. Our root chakra, um, we're not very rooted into anything, you know, sometimes because we've moved and moved and moved and moved and experienced this and experienced that um, at high levels that it's hard to believe, you know, that something's going to be permanent or something's going to be stable. And in fact, you begin to reject things that are stable or, you know, and that could be subconscious, but that's something that I do talk about. And it's something that I've learned that works for me. It's especially to get back on track when I'm, when I feel like I'm spiraling. So that's what I did. And I started doing that every single day. I started getting up, getting myself ready, brushing my teeth, brushing my hair. And it might sound so trivial to some, but you know, I think I was going through a period of depression severely. 
and I just did not want to be on this earth anymore. Um, I started to believe and tell myself that like there was no one that cared and like, you know, and at least no one that cared consistently. Like they would for a little while or maybe if I accomplished something, but they wouldn't actually like care about me as a being, as a soul, you know, having this experience. And so whew, it was dark. It was a very dark period. And I slowly, with the help of my husband, and I honestly didn't share this with anyone at the time. It was just even me and my husband. Um, I started to feel this this other energy, though, this energy of creation and rebirth and um just starting to believe in myself again and like I said I would listen to podcasts again and allow myself to just be in that spirit of creation and excitement and um, motivation and I just continuously sat in that and try to soak it up and um, over time I would say the next month I started journaling and being able to write my blog posts again and just little things that made me me I started to feel like myself again and um, you know started getting my favorite foods and I started fasting more as well and just a lot of things because at the same time as I was going through this I was still trying to communicate with my mother and um, try to find a way to coordinate a, uh, a time to have some time with my brother, which that's a whole other conversation about, but um, I didn't know how I could make the, the relationship work to the point that I would still be able to have a connection with my brother who, you know, before I was able to come back into his life was not doing well in school, not doing well with reading, just so much. And I, as well as Michael, um, my husband come, came into his life and you know, within a couple of weeks, his reading scores are going up and he's getting notes from the teachers saying, you know, what's happening at home and all these different things because I just genuinely love to teach and I love to um, support and just give love like that. I just love it. Like that's what really sets me on fire um, in a good way. So, you know, when I was staying there for two months, that's what I, that's what I did. And we had routines and we had everything. Um, and I think that's also what really just knocked me off was because I tried so hard and I did so much to try to make it work and it just wasn't enough, um, which in turn just made me feel like even if I do my best, even if I do a hundred times better, it's never going to be enough, you know? And am I okay with that? And the, the truthful answer at the time was no. Like the pain was so deep, you know, like, I felt like, wow, like, you know, I got married. I have all these different things and it's still not enough for her. And she's still going to be who she is, you know, and who is that? And what does that mean in relation to me? You know, because she's my mother. And that really hit because I already knew who my, you know, biological father was. And family means a lot to me. And I've hurt myself so many times trying to assimilate with my family or, or even try to get them to see things in a brighter way and get them out of a very 
torturous situation or whatever situations that they're in. And it just, I guess it never works out. And I've, I guess, always internally blamed myself until it finally caught up to me in that moment in January 2020. And it, it all just started crashing down on me and everything felt heavy and tiring and painful. So um, anyways, af- after that, I slowly started being able to reconnect with myself. I got myself a new planner. I started writing things down that I wanted to do. I allowed myself to just really get into my own mentality, my own mindset. And, you know, in February, I started writing down that I wanted to become a coach. I didn't know what kind of coach, but I just started um, getting in those ideas and writing down all my business ideas. I've always been an entrepreneur Um, but really to get serious and, you know, what are the things that I don't know about business, which was a lot and it still is a lot, um, always looking to learn. And, you know, even this podcast, that was one of the biggest things, um, around the end of February, that's all I could think about was young people in foster care and, you know, how I can support and then, the pandemic hit and it became real for me that it wasn't about just me anymore and my experiences and what was happening, but there were other people that are experiencing far worse than me um, or the exact same situations I was. And I didn't need to sulk about it. I didn't need to be in pain about it. I didn't need to be angry about it. And if I was, I could share that experience and help someone else. Um, And so for me, like purpose is everything. And that's, what also guided me in my coaching program. Um, That's how I got guided into that was because I I focused in in on that. It's like, wow, like this is what's really turning on my spark is this purpose. And whenever I feel excited to help someone or, you know, just sharing a little bit about my story and how that's able to impact another human being from completely changing their trajectory of where they are to something way more beautiful and bright and you know I had always done that over the years through like I said traveling to Washington DC talking to congressional members and just all these different things but I forgot and so I created a portfolio as well www.originalsoulflower and I started just posting my stuff on there like things that I've done to remind myself who the fuck I am because Trauma does that. It can erase it. It can erase it for you and make you feel like you're small. And it's not true. You're not small. And so I asked my sister to launch the podcast. We launched this podcast, Soulful Liberation. Um, unfortunately, she ended up getting sick. So um, I'm now looking at what direction I want to take this podcast. Um, I started the Purpose Coaching Program to help young women ages 18 to 26 um, to really uncover their divine purpose and just to have some fulfillment in their lives through prioritization, time management, and just things that I enjoy and I know they will enjoy, spirituality, um, just aligning back and knowing who you are again, you know. Um, And then I published my book, the Black Foster Youth Handbook, 50 plus lessons I learned to successfully age out of foster care and holistically heal. So, you know, all in the midst of still 
trying to figure out all these different aspects of what really happened in 2019 with my mother and, you know, who really is she? And it's, it's a journey. And I used to think healing was like something I could schedule because I love time management and uh, thought it was something I could schedule, right? Like in 30, for 30 minutes, such and such day, I'm going to heal. Okay. <laughs> but I uh, had a rude awakening of the fact that, no, you can't do that. And it, it's ever evolving. It's a journey. And it's going to take way longer than I thought. <laughs> it might take my whole lifetime. But you know what? I'm not going to put my life on pause to heal. I'm going to heal while I experience life, while I'm fulfilled, while I'm coaching, while I'm enjoying just the incredible wonders of this world, of this earth. So I, by the end of 2020, moved into a beautiful house, which is completely different the way, than the way it started. Um, I launched um, my coaching, purpose coaching business. Um, I have a publishing house. Soulful Liberation is now a publishing house and a podcast. Can you believe it? Um, and I have my book. I'm writing several other books. Please stay tuned. And I just want to encourage you that, you know, no matter how 2020 started, no matter if 2021 is starting, you know, a certain way, you can always change the narrative. You can always uncover your divine purpose. You can always have more fun. <laughs> you can heal. You can smile unapologetically. You can be who you are destined to become. And if people are getting in your way, <laughs> tell them to step aside, okay? And you get people in your corner that are truly going to uplift you, support you, love you, and remind you who the fuck you are. And I can say now, you know, it's January 2nd, 2021, that I've definitely done that. And I'm looking forward to being on the journey with you from this year moving forward. And it doesn't mean that bad things or frustrating things aren't going to happen, but to know that trouble doesn't last always, it's temporary and you'll be back on your game in no time, but you do have to prioritize being back on your game. You don't wanna waste 10, 20, 30 years of your life, you know, focused on the wrong things and the wrong people and the wrong experiences. Be intentional about your focus for 2021 and the years to come. And take your life serious. You know, take your life and this human experience as who you are today, serious. And uh, I can't wait to be here with you all more in 2021 and beyond. Thank you so much for listening. And if you... Uh, are tuning in today, go ahead and drop a message um, or give us a rating and a comment so that way our algorithm for Soulful Liberation podcast can go up and other people can listen to these messages. I have so much more in store for this podcast, so I cannot wait to share it with you. All right, have an incredible day. Live in fulfillment. Uncover your purpose. And above all, be unapologetically you. Peace.
thank you for listening to this episode on the Soulful Liberation Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to share it out with someone that needs to hear it. And to help our algorithm, make sure to rate us on whatever platform you're listening to. Talk to you soon. Peace.